Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Do it live. Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Welcome to another episode of Wired Access Podcast. I'm your host, DJ K-Dub Omaha. We're part of the Herd at Sports production. To my left, I have Corporal Jeremiah Perales, who also boxes in the WCAP, right? Yep, that's correct. The World Class Athlete Program. There we go. And then we have to his left, his father, Savando Perales, who is the man from Victory Boxing, not just club, but community center. And that's a big point of this whole conversation is, you know, you started this a long time ago before he could probably even remember. And, and the reason that I'm glad that you came in without even being asked, I talked to him a little bit about it, but do you remember his first time ever putting on gloves and what also you let boxing save you as a man? What does that mean to your family? Well, man, where do I even start? You know, I think obviously it was 18 years ago when I started victory boxing and uh, he's 22 now. So he was just real little when I first started it, but he was in there swinging away, you know, in the garage, you know, we didn't have much, but um, all my kids really, honestly, all of them could have really been great boxers if they would have stuck with it, you know? Well, he, and he it's not easy, right? No, no, you it's know? a lot of discipline, you know? The world is out there and they're they're trying to, you know, distract you with all these different things. And there's the party scene, the girls, the drugs, all the different, you know, alcohol, all the things, you know. And Jeremiah was always that one kid that just stayed on the straight and narrow. Well, know, so. I got I gotta meet him freshman year of high school. So very young in in his athletic part when it came to the high school realms. Um, Mr. Undersized, but you could never tell because his heart and what he does in work ethic outdoes the final result of what you think he was or who you thought he was. So I had the honor. I was a coach on Omaha South's uh, uh, coaching staff for football. And, uh, you know, Jeremiah, you always stuck out as one that was a leader, but you could tell it was family driven. And I know that was something that's very important to your dad that, you know, sometimes it's, you know, we're so humble, but, had the changes never happened by dad to make, you know, Christ and victory box boxing priority, who knows where Jeremiah would be today. And I only say that, you know, I mean, I had a crazy life and of where I was kidnapped with at a young age. And if it wasn't for my aunt and uncle come find me, like those stories are so real that you don't know who you would be today. Cause I know my biological family is poverty and my dad and mom weren't rich or anything, but they showed me what hard work can get you to be better for your kids and then build the generations as they go. So obviously, Victory Boxing started early in your life. What was your first memory of your dad and and, and boxing and, and how you clitched onto that, that, you know, realm in the family? Yes, yeah, so like, like my dad said, I was young. I was, you know, four or five years old watching all these uh, fighters come to a garage and they're hitting the... I mean, I think we had a a bag on the stick, you know, like we didn't have no hanging bags at the time. Um, but I was just, you know, throwing like the medicine ball at them um, off the porch. Like I was just being around. I was a kid. Um, but really, boxing, I stayed away from. Um, I was uh, grew up wrestling and then football, basketball, baseball. I was an athlete. You know that. Yeah. So for me, it was just, you know, whatever sport I was in season and just trying to be the best athlete I could be. I, I remember one time, actually, um, so my uncle Grover, you know, he, he boxed professionally as well. Yeah. And I remember uh, he, he would take me and his son, my cousin Dominic, we'd take us to the gym, the CW in North Omaha. And I would just go, you know, because my cousin was getting into boxing at the time. I wasn't 10 years old yet. My dad wouldn't let me <laughs> box until I was 10. So I remember I was like, Maybe I can just box with you over here, you know? <laughs> oh, my dad found out. My dad went, oh, he was mad. He was like, no, you're going to wait till you're 10, um, just like any other kid. So he he, he believed that, you know, you should wait, um, which he, he wanted me to focus on wrestling and other sports. So that's what I did. But when, when I turned 10, you know, I was in the gym training. And when I finally got the opportunity to, you know, let my hands go, and uh, it just it's clicked. And, and, and of course... 
you know, you were able to find the control. That has to be one of the hardest things when it does come to being a boxer that can be great is knowing when to be on and when to control yourself. And I can only say that from instances on the football field. You could have easily let the mouth pop off like other players did. I mean, that would that was a well-known thing on some of those teams where yeah. if it wasn't going South Omaha's way, we can just fight with our mouth and fight with with that. What what do you think led you to be that strong leader? both on and off the field when it came to that stuff and not get caught up in the easy distractions of whether it's social media hate or whether it's even just, we just got our butts kicked and people just want to fight about it instead of getting better. Yeah. Everyone hates losing. Um, but you know, just those values I, I, you know, had from my parents and then also great coaching. I've had great coaches all my life. Um, just from football, from baseball, from wrestling. Um, a lot of great coaches who just, you know, you got to keep it moving. You know, you got to know how to win. You got to know how to lose. Um, that's that's important. And me, I've always been, like you said, I was undersized. So I've always been underestimated. So me, I just got to work that, you know, even harder. Go that extra, extra uh, length, you know, just to prove myself. So, you know, there's a lot of setbacks. But at the same time, I knew I was always going to come back after that. So. So we get through high school. You didn't do much boxing competition during the other seasons, did you? Or what all did you do prior to getting out of high school when it came to boxing competitions? So even in high school, I kind of, it's kind of seasonal boxing just because, you know, I was busy with other, you know, high school sports, you know, varsity sports takes a lot of time, especially like baseball. Um, but right after high school, I, shipped out i think we graduated in beginning of may and i shipped out like the 28th of may so i shipped out straight to straight to the army and i had the you know that goal of making the boxing team you know that's what i had my eyes on but at the same time i'm joining an army so what comes with it comes with it and you know i, I was ready for that well and that's what i really take a lot of passion in is uh, sharing stories of athletes that don't get what they deserve and they're serving the country, but they also are learning along the way the 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 self-values that you've grown in between the Army. And, and, and as a father, what, what was your thoughts when your son wanted to join the service? And, and you knew that you guys have obviously taught him what you could at Victory Boxing at that time, but he really wasn't following the normal footsteps or your footsteps? Well, I was so proud uh, when I found out. Actually, the first time that I actually found out was I think it was that uh, that senior night on the football field when they announced it over the intercom there. I think you may have been running for King, it was a homecoming. homecoming King or something. Yeah, homecoming. And they announced it, and I was like, wow, this is really happening. He's really doing this. you know. And I had talked to a few prior uh, boxing coaches or – friends that have been on the army team and they're like oh yeah he'll make the team he'll make the team and so so i was surprised but i was happy man that he chose that because i knew that he would have a career you know and not go down the same path you know some of his brothers went and he wanted to have a future he wanted to have a career instead of struggle if you will you know yes boxing's been tough don't take me wrong it's been tough but he's accomplished a lot in the three years that he's been on the team so you know, being ranked in the top 10 and, and even in the top five. So um, it's done wonders for him. I know that. And right before he did ship out, though, he did win the 2019 Golden Gloves. So and he got most, I think, outstanding fighters. So, so yeah, he was doing other sports, but he would still every now and then, you know, he would still compete. But it took, you know, because he wasn't fully active in it and participating in it, he would fall short at that national level. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard to get it. But now once he joined the Army team, it's crazy how he gets paid to do what he loves to do. And he's winning two and three fights at national tournaments, you know. And so, yeah, it's 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 a lot better. Well, and I, I, I you know, if I could get from the dad's side, because it's, it's hard for myself. My son is the youngest. Yeah. He's got three older sisters. So yeah. they're not all football. But, of course, I showed him what football can teach him and what it can learn. 
how do you distinguish and and how hard it was it for you as a father to be able to be the coach be the 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 leader of the boxing club but also have to be dad and 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 know that his path isn't going to be directly down your your path that you're hoping on that one right well it really ultimately in the end it it really is taking that same path you know uh because he, he reverted back to boxing um it's tough i'm not gonna lie it was tough you know seeing him go um i cried a lot you know because he was he's always been such a great kid and we've had a good relationship and uh and i you know regardless if it's football baseball i don't watch that stuff but i go because i want to be there because i didn't have that father growing yes and so i wanted to let them know that i'm here i'm always going to regardless of what what you choose to do i'm going to be here so um, as far as at the gym, uh, he's always been good. I mean, I never had to yell at him. I never had to kick him out of the gym like <laughs> I've done several other boxers, including one of my boys at one time, you know. See, and people that. don't understand. Yeah, I mean, I he was there when we kicked Noah Fan off the field. Like, we kicked him off mm. the field. Like, like yeah. people don't understand. Like, those moments yeah. sometimes are the surreal moments yeah. where you get caught up in yeah. what you do. You get caught up yeah. in, I'm coach. Yeah. I'm not dad. Right. I'm coach. Right. But what I loved about that situation is the dad of uh, Chris Fant and Noah Fant worked with us on the team. And he told Noah, you're about 18. You need to go talk to him your dang self mm-hmm. and made him be the man that, as you could see, the oh, progression. Yeah. Absolutely. Obviously, you have grown. You have a family now. You're starting to to build that up. What was some of the things and sacrifices that you remember going through the end of high school and into moving into the army that you decided what were some things that maybe some people take for granted, whether it's time with family, whether it's uh, being available for that quick call. What's, what's some of those things? Yeah. So you took a lot, uh, like I took a lot for granted um, joining the military, like you're away from everybody, you know, basic AIT, you know, it, it goes, they got your plan your day planned out from the day to day. So that, that that's not that hard. But when you're actually, you know, at your duty station, living by yourself, you know, um, you're away from your family, your parents, your your siblings. You know, at that time I had nieces and nephews, you know, real, real young. So you, you don't get to see them. You don't get to just, oh, hey, this weekend, you know, let's, let's go out to eat or, you know, having dinners at your mom's house. Like, you don't have nobody really. I mean... You make some friends in the military, of course, but it's it's different, especially when I'm so family orientated. You know, like was it uh, also hard to come back and see some of your friends not be who they could have been or who they're succeeding? Because I only say that because my brother was in the Navy and I watched him come back. You know, after his first deployment, and the friends are there, but they're really it's more of if you don't have a lot in common like you used to. I mean, those used to be your boys where you're sure. always at the games, you're always always getting. Well, now their getting's different than yours, and yeah. yours is on a mission. Yeah. How, did you have any surreal moments with, with any of that where even you had to maybe just say, you know, man, we're we're until you get things straight, we're gonna have to and you don't know names, but obviously those are important moments for even your self growth, because like you said, you're by yourself and you got to make those harder, harder decisions. Yeah. Like coming back home. I mean, you know, you still got some of those friends that, that are like family who, you know, will come see you. But then you got other people who are like, Oh, you know, if I see you around, you know, if I see you around, they're doing their own thing. I get that. Um, but I can honestly say a lot of my friends here, they're doing good things. They got families, you know, some of them have kids, some of them, are married now, um, got good jobs, but obviously, you know, there's others that fell off. Just we, we were close in high school, but you know, now we're going to separate ways, and um, maybe they didn't get to what you know they wanted in those years, you know, in high school and stuff. And I don't know. I think getting out of Omaha was was good for me. I think it was a, the best opportunity I could have you know ever taken. Well, and, and while you bring up Omaha, obviously South High is hard to have kids go through to get to goals on certain levels. If you're looking for the music level, if you're looking for the science technology, 
But sometimes on the sports things, it's just of, of them learning life. What was that like? Uh, and, and what kept you guys at Omaha South as parents with, with your kids? I think it was just convenient. You know, it was close. Uh, live in South Omaha. You know, we both are alumni, you know. And so we just, yeah, I was just close. They didn't we, want me to go to South. We realized. They didn't want me to go to South. <laughs> we, we real, well, I mean, we didn't have the money, you know, obviously to take, to send you to, to prep. Everybody comes around and says, you know, but man, you're going to shine wherever you're at, man. We know already your mind is set. You're not going to get involved in that scene or that scene. So we try to get him involved in as many, you know, like my daughter, man, she, she just graduated. She's her first year in college and she went to South. She's the last one for empty nesters. <laughs> But That's she did year. so many things. I mean, dance and all these DECA and, and all this, uh, you know, music. And, yes. uh, and man, she was uh, lovable and she was always on the field or in the basketball game. So she was constantly staying busy. And that's what Jeremiah did for the four years he was there. He was so busy all the time um, that he didn't have time to go mess around. Plus, he knew better. Yeah. You know? Dad would have whipped his butt. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, the boxing scene is getting bigger. You see, you see oh, what yeah. Terrence and the boys are doing. You see the stage that they're bringing forth for the city. What does that mean for Victory Boxing? But also, what does that mean for Jeremiah Perales and uh, hmm. and your growth? Well, honestly, man, Victory. Ever since we started, we've never had a shortage of boxers. We've always had a waiting list. You know, it's always been good. We have great relations with uh, B and B. You know, they support us. We support them. Uh, we go to their shows. They come to our shows. We have a big event this Saturday. Uh, in fact, Jeremiah is fighting on it, and they'll be there. They sponsored it. You know, they got a table. And so, you know, we just – it's one of those deals. We're all in this fight together, man. You're on the north side. I'm on the south side. We need to help each other, you know. Uh, we need to come and support each other in whatever capacity that is, you know. And Bud, I've known him since he was a kid. I mean, I used to <laughs> spar him when I was a pro. He was an amateur. And then he loves Jeremiah, man. Whenever they see each other out at Triple Threat, you know, they're they're constantly hanging out and fooling around and wrestling and doing stupid stuff. You know? but, <laughs> but that's his bud. That he, is. That a is. Great, great, he's a child in, he inside. He really is, man. He, and he's a people's champion, man. He's he's never one of those boxers that shies away from autographs or pictures or whatever. And, you know, he's even let... Dominic, my nephew, and uh, Jeremiah come stay with him for a week up there in his house. Even before he went in the army, it's so crazy. And then here, two years later, he's right there in Fort Carson, Colorado Springs. <laughs> so now they see each other all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, we have great relationships with those guys, man. And, Jeremiah, what do you feel like uh, that's helped your career? Or what do you feel like is it making it where being able to represent Omaha means a little bit more? Um, because you're standing strong with a strong team. What What is all that for you? Yeah, Bud, man, he's putting it on, you know. Um, <laughs> we we all knew Bud, every, of, of course, you know, obviously. But now that the world, you know, sees him, you know, it's boxing. And boxing itself is getting bigger, um, having those big fights. And, you know, he's a part of the, the fighters who want those big fights, who's not scared of them. You know, he, he's calling out these guys because he, he really, truly believes he's the best and he, he wants to fight the best. Um, but putting on for, you know, Omaha, like at these national tournaments before I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm, for, I'm from Nebraska. When they ask, they're like, where? Gosh, but man. now I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm from, you know, I'm from Nebraska. Like, oh, what part? Omaha? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, so you know, bud. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know bud. Yeah. But, um, seeing, you know, bud and his camp, when they come out to Colorado Springs, they train at the same gym we train at. So it's great. Cause I, I love having. It's like family to me, you know, yes. Mac, you know, Bud, Coach Saul, you know. I think Bernie, it goes back to that. what you said, though, because you're saying sometimes you feel alone. Mm -hmm. But when that camp comes into town, you know, it's right back to. Yeah. And like your dad said, when B&B &B and Victory can work together, yeah. it feels like it's Victory B&B. &B. Like it, it's yeah. all one. So you get them. They come out. Do you get do you turn your training up during that time or is it something that you're still kind of going through your own motion. So, you know, with WCAP, you know, we got our team, we got our coaches, um, and we work alongside them sometimes. You know, sometimes we might get some good sparring in with some of their fighters, and, you know, we'll 
training the same time they're training, but we we got our training regiment. They got theirs. You know, it just depends on if we're in camp, if they're in camp. You know, um, we might mix in a little bit. We'll get some mitts from one of the coaches and stuff like that. But uh, they kind of do their thing. We do our thing. Um, that's just you know, it, it's it's different. You know, amateur boxing, you got three rounds. Professional boxing, you know, you got 10, 12 rounds. So, you know, the training is a little bit different. So then when you say the amateur boxing, so you do it for the U.S. Army, what all does that coincide? Or or are you going up against other um, services in the area? Is it is it just USA? Is it uh, – explain the whole WCAP. So the World Class Athlete Program, basically it's a – just a program where soldier athletes um, can chase their dream of, you know, ma- becoming the next Olympian, really. So this is the big year because Olympic trials is uh, in December. So it gives us, you know, that if you, you hit the standards, you know, you're you're a good athlete at your sport. And then they have certain teams where you can be a soldier, but also you can focus on your sport with these top, you know, level coaches next to top level athletes and, you get to train it day in, day out. You know, of course, you got to do your army requirements and stay standard, um, but you really get to focus and train and compete at the national level. And we don't really just like we don't fight just uh, other forces. We fight, you know, the the top elite fighters in the USA. Okay, so we're we're fighting guys, you know, from all over the country, and then eventually, you know, making Team USA, and then you can fight, you know, at the international level. As well, so we got a couple people that go over to, to Olympic Training Center, train with them. Uh, we have one on the team as a team captain, um, so she gets to fight, you know, at the international level all the time, getting ready for the Olympics. So okay, and so of course you guys, you have Golden Glove athletes that have came through your program. You you see this, and now you see the level that he is. If I am a person trying to understand levels of like the Golden Gloves and the amateur athletes. Where do those kind of fall amongst each other? Are they are you guys competing against each other in the in the long run, or is it where because of you're a little bit higher, or how does that all fall? So the Golden Gloves is just a national tournament. Okay, but it's been a tournament that everyone hears about, everyone knows about. Um, but the National Golden Gloves is a qualifying tournament for the Olympic Trials this year. So if you made it to the top two, then you're qualified for the Olympic Trials. Just like the past few tournaments they had, um, the one just past weekend, you make it to the finals, you qualified for the Olympic trials. So that's everyone's goal right now, um, is get qualified for Olympic trials. So yeah, that's how it kind of lines up. So when you look at the coaching from dad and you look at the coaching that you get there, how are you intermixing it? What are some things that you also come back? Maybe, maybe talk to pops about and say, Hey, have we thought about this to help grow victory? Cause obviously the only way any program grows is with additions and being able to adapt to the way the, the boxing realm is going. Cause like you said, more people are getting in, involved. It's starting to get that shooting that rocket back up you've got to adapt with it. How does that, that, that go? How do those conversations, is there anything you brought back, uh, back home? We're going to find out tonight. Cause this is the first time he's, he's sparring after we leave here. <laughs> we're coming, he's going to show, he's going to show, we're going to have at least five or six kids lined up, you know, ready to go. They're excited. They want to get in the ring with Jeremiah and he's going to talk to them, work with them after and before. And, you know, anytime, anytime uh, change happens, it's, it stretches you obviously, but it's good. It's good for the program. So there's a lot of things that he can definitely bring to the table. Yeah, I've learned a lot um, from my coaches, from my teammates, from, you know, just people that come through the boxing world. You you learn a lot lot of different techniques, a lot of different styles. And I love giving back. I love, you know, telling other people because if it, it helps me, you know, it might help you. Or if it doesn't help me, I mean, it could still help you. So yeah, it can help you just see just from the other eyes and, exactly. and get a different perception. So you said when you were growing up, boxing was there, but it wasn't fully there. What what turned on your key and especially while you were doing the army to say this is what I wanted to go for? Honestly, my favorite sport was football. 
I always saw myself, you know, playing college football. And you could have been their quarterback. I mean, they run, right? They run, or you could have been the safety coming down, laying the wood. Yeah. There's nothing better than a Jeremiah Perales playing safety and not getting trucked. Don't get me wrong. I saw you get trucked, but 95% of the time you were coming down to lay the wood. I mean, oh, yeah. so it isn't like you didn't have that opportunity, maybe as a walk-on or something through the Army. What took you to boxing, though, on that? I mean, realistically, you know, I'm I'm, I'm short, like five six, five six and a half. If you want his real shoe size, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I'm a, I don't know. Realistically, you know, I just knew boxing. I I had a lot of skill, and I know I was kind of seasonal with it. But I knew if I took it serious, you know, I could I could do a lot with the sport. So, you know, I just really wanted to focus on that and. Also, I wanted to have a career, you know, married right after or I was with, with Nayeli for, you know, almost four years throughout high school. Yeah. So, like, I knew, hey, I have a lot of responsibility right here, you know. This is where I got to, you know, do something with my life to, you know, one, take care of myself, but also her. So, you know, military, that first and foremost, I'm going to be stable. I mean, I'm going to have these benefits, but I'm going to try to make this boxing team. And they have one. It, it has, you know, great success. So then I can really focus on it as well. So that's when I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take this serious. Um, but honestly, it was hard because joining the military, got stationed at Fort Carson, and then COVID hit. And then there was no boxing tournaments. Gym Say that loud. No boxing tournaments. <laughs> yeah, no so boxing So everything you went all. in this for, exactly, you were finding is obsolete, or yeah. at the moment anyways. And it was very easy to get complacent, you know. I, I'm by myself, you know, or me and my wife, you know, we're in Colorado Springs, but, and there's no one to push you. I don't got dad, you know, Hey, you coming to the gym today? You know that? I mean, and then there was no gym at one point. So, well, even for dad, I mean, what was that like when he decided he was going to make it for the boxing and, and give up his football? What, I mean, obviously there is well, some joy, but it's still, surreal uh, right wrestle too because he's so talented uh on the mat too you know but he injured his back on in high school after you know he went undefeated that yeah his, that was his, probably the worst that i saw was him and and when it came to his back yeah going high so school. i said no no don't do that then it's gonna make it worse i know his coach was pretty upset uh because he was his junior high coach and he went undefeated his junior high year seventh and eighth grade in wrestling so he could have i mean in the army he could have chosen that as well and been very successful i believe um also just too short to play football probably but <laughs> the boxing is perfect right there you know so but uh what was the question <laughs> no you're good my thing was do you even remember him telling you that was the decision yeah. he was going with well with we boxing? talked him out of uh he wanted to go infantry at first you know okay and so we talked him out of it and we just said you know a lot of people don't come back the same you know, if they get shipped off the war and we didn't want that for Jeremy, we love Jeremiah just the way you are. That's exact words that we said. And we don't want you to come home any different, you know, distant from us or, uh, unfortunately a lot of suicides. I mean, just yes. a lot of things that occur from people going to war. And so I said, just try to take, go off for the team, man, go off for the team. You'll make it. But yeah, you're right. He was, I think he was working a warehouse job because COVID he was there, he was working, and we went out to see him regardless. And I was just, just be patient, man. Just be patient. You're gonna you're gonna make the team. And sure enough, once COVID lifted, man, he uh he went to a tournament with them. He wasn't even on the team yet. They didn't even have the team. And uh, he won, you know, he made it to semifinals and instantly punched his ticket for the and he's like i i got it yeah he's like i'm finding that love he's on the team so and and jeremiah do you remember those talks with with mom and dad about like infantry and like some people are so afraid to i I mean i said it when i was on live radio like there's not enough support for what people have to go through and especially those who serve our country like there's nothing worse to know that the support isn't there I, I don't I don't have to shy away from anything. I don't have to hide anything, but to have your parents know and feel that what was that like? Do you remember those moments at all from going from that thought of wanting to do infantry to all right, they're changing my mind? Yeah, because I wanted to, you know, join. I wanted to kind of get deployed. I kind of wanted to like really, really serve, you know. Um 
Like I wanted to be all the high speed stuff, the airborne ranger, the all the you know fancy schools or whatever. But they they talked me out of it. They're like, you know, you don't have to do that. You know, like like you said, they said they they wanted me to be who who I was. They don't want me to change. I guess um, they don't want no harm, nothing like that. So you know, I took a, a supply job, logistics. Yeah. That's what I did for for the army for my first two years, um, but I don't know. It was just they they made me you know just realize you know you got you got all this family you got all this and that and you don't have to go out there and fight you know whatever war if it came to that yeah but I I was ready for it you know I, I don't know I don't know why I guess I was just, it, I was just ready for it. It's one of those things that are so real that it's either you want to or you don't. I I don't think there's a you, you can't go one you can't go halfway into it mentally right. anyways. Right. But I think that's that's how it is. Me, I was an Air Force brat. I didn't want to go through the moving like my dad put us mm-hmm. through. Um, of course, I had kids when I was in high school, so I knew I had to get my stuff right. That just wasn't my route. But to know that you wanted to serve, you got there. Now you're able to take a passion that has been in the family for years show and then come back to victory boxing. What is that like to, to be able to come back and show these kids that you're not stuck. You're not only for Omaha. Um, And that's what I love about this show is I'm taking Nebraska youth coaches, whatever, whether they play for Nebraska or not, it doesn't matter if you can get out of here and you find your track and that's the bad part is a lot of them, when they do leave here, they get forgotten from here. And, and my goal is to make sure that we don't forget because yeah. these kids have to know that there's a way out. Yeah. His story has to be a big inspiration to victory box oh, and to is. pass down to these kids. Jeremiah, what's it like when you come back to see these kids? And, and obviously you've seen some of these kids probably when they were your age, when you first picked up that, that bag or first touched those gloves. Yeah, I absolutely love coming back to the gym. Um, I'm I'm very excited to go to the gym uh, after this, actually, to get some sparring in. But, yeah, l- like you said, like some people, you know, they can grow from here in Omaha. And some people, it's just easier for them to grow if they move out of state or, you know, maybe their sport, it takes them somewhere else. Um, but I can honestly say I have a lot of support in Omaha, uh, at least when I'm at these national tournaments, when I'm live streamed, you know, like when the fights are live streamed, people tune in, people reach out, people are still watching. And I appreciate that a lot because uh, I do love my city. I mean, I wouldn't be who I am without Omaha, you know, without the 402. So like, uh, I'm I'm proud to say I'm from Omaha, Omaha, Nebraska. I went to Omaha South. I'm, I'm proud to say, you know, like, yeah, I'm from that that Cornhusker state. Yes, you know? yes. No, we don't only got cornfields. <laughs> bro. That's, that's all they think. But no, Omaha's a big city, and we support each other. And I, I really appreciate all the support and love that I that I get from everybody. Um, I just want to keep growing, you know, obviously to the highest level, like, you know, Terrence Crawford one day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, he's in his 30s. You're in your 20s. So there's lots of growth. Uh do you see any similarities through the routes that they have went or any, any of the same struggles uh, that you remember Savannah that you can uh, remember? You know, because I mean, Terrence had a lot that he had to fight for without yeah, anybody knowing yeah. his name or who he was. Yeah, um, you know, Jeremiah, like I said, thank God that he, you know, he was in the environment, but he was not in it. You know, he lived in it, but he's not in it. So he didn't get involved. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, for me, uh, man, I just thank God that he never got involved in the drug scene and the party scene and the, you know, getting shot at scene. I mean, just, you know, like, Bud. you know, yes. obviously he's a miracle in itself, you know? Uh, but yeah, the kids at the club, they're just very inspired by Jeremiah. You know, for me, anytime you can make it out and you can come back and you can give back. I love that. Cause we've lost kids along the way, you know, we've lost three or four kids to drug, drug overdoses or to suicide. And in the 18 years that we've existed, but then there's those others that, that come back with college degrees or come back from overseas serving in the military or, you know, our nephew who's a boxer, he just made the SWAT police really? you know, team. And so he's on the SWAT, 
Is and Johnny and, still boxing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Johnny's there. Yeah. He was there today okay. sparring. So, okay. yeah, he was there sparring See, today. See, that, that's where I yeah. started picking up was where these two were starting to get out of the high school realms and yeah. starting to to yeah. be on the Golden Glove scene. And, and what is that like to have someone that you can go up with and know that their heart is right where yours is of trying to push each other? Yeah, me and Johnny, we've been boys since young. I mean, we started playing basketball together, and then he started to get into boxing. Um, and we've always been tight and for us to go to these national tournaments together, you know, the only two represented in Nebraska, you know, everyone else from these big States, from these big gyms, you know, we're, we're just two small town kids, and, <laughs> but we're doing our thing. You know, we're at, we're at all these national tournaments, making it to that level, winning some fights. And even to this day, like, He'll come out and train sometimes in Colorado Springs. And, you know, it's good seeing him out there just like it is seeing, you know, Bud and everybody. But also at the national tournament, at the national level, um, even though I'm representing, you know, Colorado Springs, at, you know, like that's just what's under my name. We're still two kids from Omaha. We're still, you know, supporting each other. That's uh, right. I, I get the opportunity to sit in his corner sometimes during his fights. Like his dad will be his coach and, I'll get to help coach with them too. So like, it's good. We get to support each other. We get to push each other. Um, I'm glad to see him still, you know, doing his thing in Omaha because yeah. I chose a different route. I, I went, you know, outside, but I'm still trying to represent Omaha, you know, yes. of course, but yes. he's, he stayed here and he's doing his thing here. And uh, yeah, I love that for him. Well, of course, like you said, you've been with your wife since high school. What does that impact have on you and your future and how that support maybe makes some of the things that you have to go through life easier because you aren't alone. You have someone that is going through the sacrifices, going through maybe not as much. You know, I, I don't want to foreshadow. I mean, saying that you're in the army and you want you're willing to take the ultimate sacrifice, that's a whole different level, but She's willing to support anything that you're going through and, and how it goes. How's that been to uh, help you be Jeremiah who you are today? Yeah, she's there for me. I mean, it's it's hard. Um, she was real close with her family as well. You know, she's very family oriented. So just we got each other, you know, she she goes to work. I go to work. We come back and just me and her, you know. Sometimes she gets tired of me when it's just me and her, obviously. <laughs> but, but yeah, she's always been there. She's always uh, supported me and, and and pushed me. And you know, we used to live on base, and now we live off base now, which we like more. But she's she's been there there every step of the way. Do you feel like she has a? a, a is there a good support staff like amongst army, other army wives, or just people she can talk to, or does she have any? Anybody besides back at home? Because that's always hard really. to make that connection because yeah. unless it's your coworkers, I mean, it could be some of her coworkers <clears throat> that keep her on the chippy side. Yeah, so it took a while. She's not as outgoing uh, as I am. Yeah. You know, I can I can make friends pretty easily. Um, she's come more quiet. But we did make a good amount of friends throughout the military, um, like, I just I had coworkers who had friends or whatever, yes. and, but that's the thing in the army. Every couple of years, everyone's yes. getting shipped off to somewhere else. So we did have a good, you know, tight friend group, and then everyone left. So we're kind of kind of starting over again. Um, but she does work at a middle school now. Uh, it's her second year at the middle school, so she's made some you know good friends, uh, coworkers, which is good. I think the best part about your story, obviously. You know, I'm a high school sweetheart with my wife. We've been together going on 25 years. So, I mean, like those things just don't happen. But what you're experiencing is one, you got to do the high school part, but you also got to do the career part to where you went to the army. Now she's being a teacher. You guys are both seeing your careers grow. Is it is it comfortable to say, or do you feel like staying away from Omaha is almost where you guys feel the comfort to continue your work ethic part of it and, and be yourself. And then you come back and visit and, and everything's good. Or is, is a goal to come back home and, and maybe even take over a family business sometime or 
you know, be a leader, uh, uh, one of the coaches, you know, what, what's some of the goals and ambitions? Have you and the wife talked about something that big? Yeah, we definitely talk about um, stuff like that because. Uh, so like she just probably misses her family. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, she enjoys living in Colorado Springs. So we, we both enjoy it. Um, we think we, we found home to it. Yeah. Even though it's away from everybody, which sucks. Um, you know, it's, it's hard being away from family, but it's only, it's only eight hour, eight hour drive. Yeah. And we have family to come out to visit pretty often, which is nice, but, uh, I, I could see us staying there. And for my career, you know, if I want to go pro possibly, um, Colorado Springs is the best place to be. You know, you're, you're at the high altitude. People show up for training camp there. Yeah. Why live there? Why exactly? So, so, you already got the house. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, <clears throat> for my career, I could see myself staying there. Uh, maybe, maybe later, later on, moving back to Omaha when I have kids. This is something I was just talking about with my buddy <laughs> last night. Actually, the only time I would see myself moving back would be when my kids are going to school, because I don't know. I just feel like I would. I, I loved knowing, like, oh, my parents were here. Um, yeah. Family, friends, you know, we kind of know everybody, you know, yeah. working at the school and stuff like that. I, I I would feel like I'm robbing them of that. So I could see maybe later on down the line. But as of right now, I like Colorado Springs. It has a lot to offer for me. Um, got a lot of support out there now with my teammates and my coaches and the, and the community out there. So I, I, I think we're pretty pretty good as gonna stay there so what is the next steps what's uh what's coming up for you and and uh where can people watch so first i'll be fighting this weekend uh in omaha my dad's show um get the address to that we'll get that uh, out there yeah <laughs> anyways 3009 r street at yeah. victory boxing okay yeah, so uh there's a there's a show uh, i'm excited to fight in omaha i haven't fought in omaha since i believe 2019 at the golden gloves so it'd be a a real real great thing to fight in omaha again but um at the next level i would just say uh applying for this wild card so i did not get qualified for the olympic trials um I wish I would have, you know, I tried, I did, I did what I had to do. It just fell up, fell short, but I'm confident I can get this wild card. Basically there's a couple wild cards, uh, for each weight class and I'm pretty confident. I think I can get it. And then hopefully I'll be at the Olympic trials in December. And that's the big, that's the big tournament. That's Where's the, that at? That's in, uh, I believe Lafayette, Louisiana. Okay. So, um, my team, everyone's qualified on my team. We have, I think, nine people and they're all qualified or eight yeah eight of, eight of them qualified so myself i was the only one who wasn't qualified um just my weight class is a tough weight class uh 126 right <laughs> 125 it's, 125 it's, it's always stacked it's always got some of the high level fighters um Shakur Stevens's cousin. That's oh, who we okay. Fought. Okay. Shakur was there in the yeah, corner. That's the guy who I just fought. But um, <laughs> oh my gosh. But I still got hope for getting that uh that wild card, and then I'll, hopefully I'll be at the Olympic trials as well with my team. So I'm ready to you know shake things up. Okay. I'm good at being the under underdog sometimes. Hey, that that's what makes the bite better every time. Of course, Victory Boxing Club and Community Center. We'll say that again not just a boxing place, but a community center for kids to come learn, be better for who they are. What's some things uh, that they can see coming up, obviously this weekend, how often do you guys do those uh, tournaments uh, or we only really host about three shows a year. So we do the Cinco de Mayo show. Uh, we do this big Memorial showdown for a boxer. We lost around seven years ago. Uh, and uh, he was very talented. He was like a son. And uh, he he was nine and one was his record, and uh, he was on his way, you know. But he got addicted to opiates, and so uh, we lost him, and uh, just went out drinking one night, didn't wake up, and so every year we we honor him by doing this, but we also put a spotlight on the opiate crisis, if you will, and uh, we raised we've thus far raised over fifteen thousand dollars for his daughter 
that was born after he passed. So he never had a chance to meet her. Man. Big event, huge event. And um, yeah, so half the proceeds go to his daughter and it goes into a college trust fund. So, man, that is yeah. so amazing to be able to not only give back to the community in general, but when you're able to also give back to one of your own, mm. um, that, like you said, there's an addiction out there. There's a problem. There's, yes. there's no support, you know, pain, pain meds are, 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 are a big issue. Um, and that's like, people don't understand. Cause I, you know, I always say when they want to offer me something to take, whether it's pain or even just for a nose or anything, they're like, how come you're not, you don't take pills? And I'm like, I just, I can't see myself mm. constantly relying on mm. something like that. And if you don't know how your body reacts, right? you know, don't be afraid to ask for help, ask for, for support. They're out there. Um, so I'll get you guys out there, out, out of here on this last question. Obviously, the parade in Omaha um, was huge for boxing in general. Um, it was well past due, though. Now, oh, yeah. now that you're seeing it, you guys obviously led the way as well with Victory Boxing. We are there on the corner as you guys were pulling off. That mm -hmm. was something cool on our side. Um, I didn't go down to the full experience, but what do you think of the experience? What do you think of Omaha supporting that for for uh, the parade? And, and what do you hope to see in the future for it? Well, basically, like you said, it was long overdue. You know, he should have gotten that recognition many uh, a long time ago. I believe he did get this the the key to the city though. Yes, yes, before, yes. So, so yeah, but no, he he's he's uh, in our eyes because we've known him. I've sparred him. I knew he was great. Even as an amateur, he was going to do great things. And uh, we we always we go to all his. Literally, we have missed maybe two or three of his pro fights because they were overseas or something. But victory boxing, we man, when he fights, we're going. I don't care. We might drive the van to Apache Van. We're gonna drive into Vegas. <laughs> yeah, We've don't be afraid to, Texas, to look for that victory van. It's out there. We're gonna it's be there because we love him. We support him and and vice versa. And man, the city as a whole finally is acknowledging that man, we have a special, you know, fighter here. And and, and I I hope from our side, you know, obviously we're just the sports people that watch from the outside looking in, but I hope everything was sincere and the giving of the dollar for the, for the, um, air, the land by his yeah. B and B. Yeah. Um, like from us on the outside looking in, because it has taken so long, we just hope it's sincere. Yeah. We hope that it, it, it's it's all in the right way. We know where your guys' heart is. We know where yeah. where B and B's heart is. We know it's real and legit. Yeah. But I just hope the city engulfed it as legit. Jeremiah, obviously coming back yeah. to boxing and seeing all these things happen. Uh what do you, what's the thoughts of like the parade and, and do you see one day? I mean, you that's your ultimate goal is to be that guy on the side of maybe victory boxing building. That's up there in the mural in one way or another, just giving back. Yeah, the parade was definitely well, I mean, well deserved. And like the, that recognition that he's getting now, you know, I feel like it could have been given to him, you know, many years ago because he, he's been doing this. He's been putting on for the city. And I mean, what it was like his first title defense. He brought back the show to here. He brought it back to Omaha. You know, he's been bringing fights to Omaha to Lincoln, you know, he, he's been giving back. Um, and Omaha and Lincoln's not the biggest places to be, to no, be having those, no, you know, top he, tier fights. But, you know, he, he just did it because he, he loves where he grew up and where he came from. So, um, I'm sorry, what was the second part? You oh, said? the second part was just, what do you see for Jeremiah Perales? And, and if you get this opportunity for the U S and if you get the, the opportunity to get to that professional level, what all do you see uh, in the works for you? What do you feel? Is there any paths that you're kind of watching to help guide you in that? Who, who's the, who's the main path guider for that? I mean, obviously Terrence Crawford, you know, following his footsteps, he's always, you know, just been so focused. He's, I mean, I see, get to see him watch him, watch him train and he works harder than anybody. He's so competitive with everything, everything he does. Um, I've watched him on a basketball court and he's oh, yeah. not great at basketball, but he's great at the competitiveness in the game. I've played some ping pong with him. <laughs> I, I mean, I, 
man. Play him in chest. Wrestled with him. Pac-Man. I'm telling you, this man is competitive. Very competitive. But that's just him, you know, wanting to be great. And that's that's what I want to be. I want to be great. Um, if I do choose to go pro, which, you know, I am, I've, I've been thinking about it. We'll, we'll see. We'll announce that when time is right. But, yeah, I just want to be the best I can be. And I want to, you know, obviously give back as much as possible, you know, later on when I'm go pro and make some money and, you know, get more stuff like that. And then I can give back more. I would say if you looked at what you do mm-hmm. and who you are when it comes to the boxing, where does that all come from? And who's like your number one boxer that you looked up to growing up? That wouldn't be someone from around here. Is there anybody? Is there anybody that drove a little bit of, of your want to like for me, I, I enjoyed watching B hop. Like I enjoyed, you know, I didn't enjoy watching Mayweather. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't hate the guy. I just didn't enjoy watching him do what he did because it, it wasn't the style that I liked. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Manny Pacquiao has always been like my favorite just because he lets his hands talk. He's so humble. You know, he gives back so much. Um, he's Filipino. Yeah, he's Filipino, you know. <laughs> yeah, but just he, he lets his hands talk. You know, he's he's always been so humble. Such a nice guy, but at the same time, when he gets in the ring, he's he's, he's gonna put <laughs> their things on. on you, you know. That's right. And then, but like now, I do love watching Bud because he's such a you know a thinker, a technical guy. And me, that's that's who I relate to, because boxing is an art. It's not just you know throwing your hands and no. landing the big shots. Like it, there's a lot of thinking. Um, I I personally like when you can do something you're not comfortable with mm-hmm. as a challenge. Like when he went Southpaw that time and did it on purpose and mm-hmm. like that to me, I'm not yeah. a box. I, w- I don't know all the boxing terms or, but that there told me what type of person he was. Anybody can get in the ring and do the same thing over and over. But if you can switch what you do and do it with character, yeah. It wasn't a joke. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes people will clown you by trying to act or do what you're doing instead of his was to learn the technique and then use that technique against you. Like, that's just, that's lethal, man. Well, I appreciate, you know, one, what you did joining the Army. That, to me, that means more than you know. Um, it's it's an honor to have you on the show. Former Omaha South alumni one of my old football players, uh, Corporal Jeremiah Perales. Man, boxing at the next level, amateur level. Hopefully getting those U.S. trials and getting in there with that wild card. And uh, if you have nothing this weekend, we'll make sure that we get that word out um, over at Victory Boxing. I appreciate uh, his dad joining us as well. Once again, this is Wired Access Podcast. I'm your host, DJ K-Dub Omaha, and that's another Herd at Sports production. Thank you.